0: Good morning, everybody. Four
2: minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and for the next two hours, we're going to talk about car, car repair, recalls. We're going to talk about a lot of different stuff, and you're welcome to join us if you have a car question or a car problem. May I suggest that you start by calling in 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, and once you call in, you'll just give your name. That's all we need. We don't need to know What kind of car you have just yet but when you talk uh when we get your call on the air if you'll give us the year make and model of your car give us the mileage and then tell us what the symptoms are the symptoms are kind of important because the symptoms have everything to do with the diagnosis and that's what this show is kind of all about is is diagnosis we're here to help you understand um, how important the diagnostic process is and the whole purpose of this is to to share with you that if you do a good job on your end, it's going to cost you a lot less for the diagnostic charges on the repair shop end, which is where my end is. So 602-508-0960, this portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Quality Transmission. and They're always there to give you your be- their best effort. They always. They don't have different grades of repair. They don't have different grades of customers. Everybody gets their best effort. They're not the cheapest. They're not the most expensive. But they do quality work. of their business is from repeat customers or customer referrals. They're a member of the Automatic Transmission Rebuilders Association and even though they have one location your transmission work has a nationwide warranty. Quality Transmission has been serving the East Valley under the same ownership since 1977. Bob is the owner and he's a good guy so give him a try. I know you'll be happy you did and they'll drive your car and talk to you for free so that's not something that costs you money. All righty. We already have a caller. And who is that? Mike, good morning to you. How can I help you?
3: Hi, Mark. I love your show. Thank you. Hey, uh, my wife's got a 2001 Hyundai Santa Fe. Okay. And it's got about 190,000 miles on it. Okay. It's a good car. It's got it tuned up. Um, the thing leaks a lot. We had it in the three or four shops. as The transmission leaks at the transmission pump. And the only that we're hearing is that they have to drop the transmissions, over a $1,000 repair. This older car with these miles, the car runs great. We love it. It's just that one leak. Is there anything we can do with it different?
4: Well,
2: at 190,000 miles, I don't think it's in your best interest to have somebody pull the transmission and do what we call an external reseal. Yeah, that's what we thought. Okay, the external reseal is going to cover as little as three or four different areas at as many as nine or ten there's all kinds of o-rings like your speed sensor will plug into the transmission typically in the transmission with an o-ring seal and if you have a speedometer it'll go in through that through a different connection then you have the tail shaft you have the front seal you have the governor cover housing seal perhaps you have the shift lever seal so i'm not sure that's in your best interest that's what we thought um i think your options are one of two mark salem's way is is to take a pint of brake fluid and put it in your transmission Brake fluid is a hydraulic fluid, but here's what brake fluid does that transmission fluid doesn't. Brake fluid will cause rubber to slightly swell. Now, methyl ethyl ketone, MEK, causes rubber to go twice its normal size, Uh and I'm not talking about that. You probably can't find any MEK anyway, but in the old days we used MEK to do the same thing. But a a pint of brake fluid in your automatic transmission that holds eight quarts, ten quarts of fluid is not going to hurt anything. I promise you that, and it's going to cause a little bit of swelling to some some seals, some rubber seals that may be hard or shrunken. It's going to return some pliability to those seals. Okay. So. You, you know, you got nothing to lose by trying that.
3: You mean, the, it's around like the transmission pump. That's 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 where they're saying it's leaking.
2: Okay, well, they're talking about the front of the transmission, right. where The front of the transmission mounts to the pump, right? It's complete. There's an O-ring all the way around that pump, where the pump housing slides in, pump slides into the housing. Oh, okay, good. Now, if that if that if that O-ring is broken, I'm not going to fix it with brake fluid. You know that, right? So then then what i would do is is you call around and get a detailed estimate for the replacement of your transmission now some guys will probably say i'm going to do a hard parts kit which means all the stuff that wears i'm going to replace plus all the gaskets and seals there's a lot of stuff in your transmission that doesn't need to be replaced right But but you don't want someone going in there and just fixing the pump and fixing your leak and giving you back a transmission that effectively has 190,000 miles on right. it. Right,
3: and you're not yeah, next okay, so problem down the road. Yep. Exactly,
2: so you need new clutch plates, you need all the bands to be replaced, you need parts that are wearing, and when you get a detailed estimate, then you'll know what the heck to do. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm thinking, what are you getting on the pull it out and reseal it and put it back in? get getting... t-
3: 1,200.
2: Okay, that's likely to grow a lot, because I would have bid that. The car's up. not worth it. Well, I would have bet at 1500 and north of that, um, and, and it's because you just don't know when you get in there. What happens if the pump housing's bad? What happens if, if there's a problem that I need more money for, so I'm going to bid right. worst-case scenario? But but wait a minute. The car's not worth that much money. Yeah. That car's worth $300 a month to you, and I'll tell you, yeah. I'll make you a deal, yeah. and I make this with my tongue in my cheek. You with me?
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll take care of all the maintenance. You pay me $300 a month to take care of it. I okay. see where you're going. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm telling and you, And it
3: is paid off, and it, exactly, it does, it does run good.
2: And you left out the most important part.
3: What's that? Oh, do I need to just slap? <laughs> my you? wife loves it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I I tell her all the time. Let's get you a new car, honey. I haven't found anything I really like yet.
2: <laughs> well, and and let me tell you a funny story. The other day, um, we're coming back down from the ranch, and my wife and I are in my Dodge truck, and and uh, and and an escape um, goes by us. And um, I but, like them. Yeah. And, and and I do, too. But I said to her, now, it, the truth is, is my wife just bought the first F car my family's ever owned in 50, 60 years. <laughs> okay, I'm not yeah. happy about that, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, you, know, know. you know, 41 years later, yeah. she's, she's allowed to. So she right. buys, and I said to her, I'm glad you didn't buy the Escape. And she says, you're right. I right. drove the Escape, and I didn't like the Escape. I like the Edge much better. And I said to her, "What else did you drive before you bought that Edge?" And she says, "I bought you are high." And she's talking to me. You're high on that Santa Fe, and she says, "And I drove it." Yeah. And she says, "I like the Edge much better in every." I said, "And what do you mean in every way, shape, or?" She says, "The comfort, the view from the driver's compartment, the windows, um, how long they are, how wide they are, how much power they had, all that kind of stuff." And I and I knew better than to argue with her, and I didn't. Right. But but I would suggest if you're going to go then maybe it's, what, how long does it take, an hour to go drive an edge? And yeah. and here I am doing commercials for the F car, and I, you know, <laughs> that's just not me. However, that's that's what's in your best interest. But if you're going to do the transmission, you're going to be in the 3000 to $3,500 yeah. range. But keep anyway. in mind, that's only 10 months of driving.
3: Right, right. So, no, you're making me feel a lot better. Well, and it. I'll
2: tell you something else. If you go buy a new car, I can put a new engine and transmission in your car, for the price of license plates and sales tax. Yeah.
3: <laughs> right. So,
2: Keep that in mind, okay?
3: Well, you know, what thing, Mark, I told her we, we got an old rug. And we just put the car on the other side of the garage. We, I said, make sure you park it over there, honey, because, you know, yeah. you can't fix the leak, but, you know, it runs good and it's safe. And we just put new tires on it, and it's like, just the only thing is that leak, you know? So. Yeah.
2: No, it, it, you, I think you're right in, in what you're doing. Let's look and see if the Santa Fe, Hyundai Santa Fe, Hyundai, ooh, there is no Hyundai's in the Takata re, uh, uh, recall with respect to the um, the uh, that's good news. That's really yeah. good news. Uh, the uh, the airbags the are not par- the, yeah. the airbags are not part of the thirty million. That yeah, they're... we
3: never got to notice.
2: Yeah, so you're good. Well, okay. thanks for calling, Mike. All I appreciate right, Mark, it.
3: appreciate it. Thank you. you. Bye bye.
2: Alrighty, speaking of cars, the best-selling vehicles of 2015, which was in the Arizona Republic on December 26th, the day after Christmas, the the five best-selling cars of 2015, I'm going to give you my vote on them. Number one is the Volkswagen Golf. I have never liked the Volkswagen Golf, and I'll tell you why. It's because I have to call you and give you those huge estimates to fix that POS. I'm telling you what. I don't know why that's the number one selling car. However, I can tell you it's inexpensive. It's a Volkswagen. They say in the article it's the Volkswagen's bread and butter. That's fine with me. It's affordable. It's premium. I don't think that there's a relationship between affordable and premium. It's efficient. I'll give them that. And the Golf got dinged in the diesel mess, and the company rolled out the blah, 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 and 83 miles between charges on the electric one and on. the So, you know, I, I... I say that doesn't belong on my list of the best five vehicles in uh, 2015. The Chrysler 200, I'm going to give that a C. I don't like it. I don't dislike it. The customers that have them like it. The Ford Mustang, it's a pony car. It is a good car. People like the Mustang. It's a two-door. It's cramped back seat, but it's a nice sports car, and it's nice for people for 16 all the way up to 60 that are going through midlife crises. The Nissan Rogue, Folks, I'm going to tell you that there isn't a Nissan that I like. I know that lots of people really do love the Nissan. I think the Nissan has been a good car line before. I just don't like anything they have now, and I don't like the Rogue. And then the Buick Encore, flip of a coin. I can tell you we looked at the Buick Encore when we purchased a brand new shuttle uh, van for our company. And um, we compared it, I think we ended up with a Dodge SLT, which has two captain's chairs in the front, two captain's chairs in the middle, and then a bench seat in the back. And it has sliding doors on both sides, and the seats fold into the floor, and it's a And I know that my daughter drove the Encore and the uh, Dodge SLT van, and she said, hands down, I'm buying the Dodge, and that's what she bought. So um, I like the Buick Encore, but I don't think it belongs in the best-selling vehicles. And and, and for me, I give it a B, a B minus, and that's the extent of what I have. When we come back, I'm going to talk about something that I know a little bit about, but has nothing to do with cars. It has to do with a My Turn um, talk uh, from a, a lawyer that says, time to reform the state bar discipline system and then something that came out in this morning's paper where it says my turn writer has agenda and it's a response and I I'll I'll, I'll tell you about both of them when when we come back the reason I know a little bit about the state bar discipline system is because I spent three years in there as a a member of the public and uh, there are three people on the panel there is the presiding judge there is a lawyer and then a member of the public and I spent three years as the member of the public So I have first-hand knowledge, and when they write down that this has to do with the little people, and it focuses on soul practitioners, nothing could be further from the truth. So I'm just reminding you that a lot of times when you read stuff in the paper, it's not necessarily the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, but it does sell newspapers, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That's okay. And everybody does it, and you just kind of have to wind your way through, but... I'm not going to read you the whole article, but I am going to read you the whole um, response by Charles um, Workin in Mesa, and I think you'll get the drift of what I'm talking about. We'll be right back.
0: Bill Bennett believes Marco Rubio can challenge Trump.
3: Young, attractive, conservative, but um, acceptable to the establishment. He just needs to break through. I mean, he, he goes up some, but he doesn't go up in the way that Trump went up and stayed up. You know, he's still carrying that, uh, that gang of eight baggage, that immigration stuff, and that may be his downfall. Bill Bennett's Morning in America,
0: weekday mornings at 4, right before Mike Gallagher at 7, on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot.
5: Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us, it's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service. Or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message.
4: This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. 2015 comes to a close, as most years do, with barely enough time to look back, even as we look ahead. It was, in so many evil ways, the year of terrorism, with murderous strikes by the Islamic State in Paris and by friends of ISIS in San Bernardino. These were but a few among the many sites of terror this past year in a war that seems to be without end. A massive migrant and refugee crisis presented Europe with one of its greatest challenges since World War II. The presidential campaign is well underway, with virtually no surprise in the Democratic race and nothing but surprise in the Republican race. The Supreme Court redefined marriage by decree. Americans were spellbound by a prison break in New York. And Bruce Jenner made news in a whole new way, and not on a Wheaties box. May 2016 be a year of better headlines, especially for you and your family. Happy New Year from Salem Media Group. I'm Albert Moller. This is Albert Moller for townhall.com. 2015 comes to a close, as most years do, with barely enough time to look back, even as we look ahead. It was, in so many evil ways, the year of terrorism, with murderous strikes by the Islamic State in Paris and by friends of ISIS in San Bernardino. These were but a few among the many sites of terror this past year in a war that seems to be without end. A massive migrant and refugee crisis presented Europe with one of its greatest challenges since World War II. The presidential campaign is well underway, with virtually no surprise in the Democratic race and nothing but surprise in the Republican race. The Supreme Court redefined marriage by decree. Americans were spellbound by a prison break in New York. And Bruce Jenner made news in a whole new way, and not on a Wheaties box. May 2016 be a year of better headlines, especially for you and your family. Happy New Year from Salem Media Group. I'm Albert Moeller. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds.
0: Welcome back everybody, 602-315. Oh no, No,
2: that's my cell phone number. Forget that number. I'm gonna give you a different one. (laughs) Wow, I'd really mess that up. I almost gave you my cell phone number. How about 602 508 602 This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by my my friends, both Brian and Thelma, who own Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing in Mesa, and that family's owned that company since 1970. They have ASC-certified technicians. They give you a very high level of automotive service followed up with friendly reminders that let you know when your car may be due for service. It's never been easier or more convenient to keep your vehicle in top-notch shape unless you use Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. Now, they're located on Main Street just east of Stapley on the south side of the road. They're the only shop on my list that's inside the boundaries of Mesa. It's not that there's not other good shops, but the ones that have applied haven't made the grade but Thompson's continues to make the grade and really is probably in the top three shops in all of Mesa when it comes to car repair towing and just treating you fairly so Brian and Thelma husband and wife at Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing on Main Street just east of Stapley All right, there's three kinds of people out there that are despised you know that and I know that there's lawyers there's used car salesmen and auto repair technicians okay I get it, (laughs) I'm one of them (laughs) and and I deal with lawyers virtually every day of my life. I can tell you just like in the car repair business, just like in the mortgage business, there's good guys and there's bad guys. The really good guys don't spend all their time standing on the shoulders of other people, but I'm going to spend a few seconds just giving you my idea of what's right and what's wrong. Okay, Jack Levine writes in the My Turn section, which is a predominant section in the Arizona Republic, the investigative portion of the present lawyer regulation system is thought by many lawyers to be wasteful and efficient and it costs lawyers between four and five million dollars per year according to the Arizona State Bar Statistics which produces disciplinary sections only in 3.5% of the cases out of three to four thousand complaints uh, filed each year. Folks, that's I don't know if that number's true, but I can tell you this much. In my time of adjudicating and handling and voting on uh, complaints against lawyers, there's a lot of complaints, just like at the Better Business Bureau, there was a lot of complaints that just don't rise to the limit of being valid. There are people who hire an attorney and sue someone and they lose, and it's the attorney's fault. And he didn't do his Perry Mason moment. He didn't do this or that. So I don't know that if 3.5% of the people end up getting in trouble um, out of 100% of the complaints filed. I don't know if that's a valid thing. But I can tell you that I was involved in the level of the highest. Otherwise, the attorney got into trouble. The bar said, yes, you're in trouble. Yes, they investigated it. They offered the attorney a sanction a slap on the hand, a slap in the face, a couple hundred dollar fine, a week suspension, go back for more training, all the way up to disbarment for one year, two year, five years. And when the bar and the attorney couldn't get together on that, then it would come to the disciplinary committee that I sat on. And I was one of many public members, I wasn't the only one. So then at that point we would then listen to all the evidence and we would then decide. And about fifty percent, we found that we we were actually capable of sentencing or not sentencing the lawyer. And about half the time, we were more, we gave the attorney more than the bar offered him. And then half the time, we gave him less than the bar offered him, or we found him not guilty. Then from there, even our our position is reviewed by the Supreme Court. Not too long ago, there was a case where a lawyer started off with, you know, a slap on the hand, and then they adjudicated it to, uh, they, they they came to a conclusion that, to, that maybe one year suspension, and it went in front of the committee, and I think the committee gave him, you know, a three-year suspension, and then the Supreme Court said, no, we're going to go back to one year. So it is a process that's fair, in my opinion. But anyway, he goes on to say, because of these statistics, and I don't know where the 4 to $5 million a year comes from, um, the public under... Understandably believes that most lawyers that investigate lawyers is being whitewashed. That's not the case in this case. The people that work for the Arizona State Bar are not necessarily lawyers. A lot of them are former law enforcement, and a lot of them are investigators. On the other hand, he continues to write, The State Bar being well aware of the public perception, either consciously or subconsciously, overreacts by developing a mindset that reverses the normal burden of proof, requiring lawyers, and I'm going to add this, who are in trouble up to their ears, requiring lawyers to prove their innocence by clear and convincing evidence. As a result, they go to the bar's disciplinary, where a good deed rarely goes unpunished. That's BS as far as I'm concerned. Over the last 50 years, two of our largest law firms have taken over the governing boards of the public utilities, and I don't know what that has to do with it. All right, so it goes on and on and on. I just read you a part of it. This is what made my day this morning. This is written by Charlie and Mesa, and I'm going to read you the whole thing because it's short. Publication of Jack Levine's My Turn on December 26 indicated that it, it, it is instead time to reform whatever method is used to vet my turn authors. Missing from Mr. Jack Levine's quote qualifications for his factually and logical erroneous opinions about the discipline system is his own experience. Now I reviewed, and he goes on, he's writing this, review of the state bars online directory reveals that Mr. Levine has been disciplined for filing frivolous lawsuits, A, and he was also disciplined after a criminal conviction for income tax evasion. <laughs> One must question giving a soapbox to anyone who might cloak a personal agenda. Whew. Cha-ching. That is worth it to me. That is worth it. Do we have a caller? Oh, <laughs> uh, Wayne, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning?
6: Well, I have a question on a transmission. Sure. Uh, the Transmission is on a uh, 2000, uh, pardon me, a 1999 Toyota Corolla, and it uh, is sticking and not shifting properly until it warms up. So, it, you know, it over-revs in first and second gear before it shifts until you get 10 miles of driving on it. Okay. Then it seems to even out.
2: So it's holding its shifts out extra long. Okay, and typically that's a a symptom of something sticking. Now, has the fluid and the filter been changed, and how many miles does it have on it today?
6: Well, it's got about 190,000 miles. The fluid was changed by AAA, but I don't believe the filter was in October.
2: Did that make any difference at all? Any difference for the better or the worse?
6: It didn't seem to have.
2: Okay, well, if they didn't, you know, all of us, all of the shops need to do a better job in talking to our customers. You should have a better knowledge of what they did to your car than what you have now, and it's their fault, not yours. But if they didn't do the filter, it's because they flushed it. And so they replaced all the fluid, and that's a good thing. But they should have explained that to you. The other idea is is that I think you should treat this transmission with some kind of a transmission conditioner. I would suggest that the largest... V- The place that has the largest supply of these conditioners is Pet Boy's. Go into Pet Boy's, look at all the transmission conditioners, and ask the guy, which one do you restock the most? Which one do people buy the most? And don't be afraid to try one can and then a month later try another can. What you're describing is hard internal seals. What you're describing is sticking valves that get better after it warms up. It wouldn't hurt you to roughhouse this car every once in a while and when it's cold to exercise those valves that open and close a little bit better. You can't hurt them any more than they're already hurt, but if they've got, if they're sticking and it's because of the trash inside the system, let's move those valves violently to the left and to the right as it shifts from first to second, and maybe we can move some of that sludge out into the mainstream fluid, into the filter where it stays there until the next time we pull the pan. So that's what I would do if I were you, is I'd try a transmission conditioner. Other than that, your only option is, is to go in and overhaul the transmission, and I suggest to you that once we turn this cold weather and we get back into spring and and summer, that uh, you'll probably your problem will go away until next summer, and it's not something if I were you uh, or if you were my customer, I would suggest that you spend two or three thousand dollars on. I would just say live with it. All righty okay. very good. Good luck to you, Wayne. Thank you very much. is the line if you'd like to join us 602-508-0960 we'll be right back
7: you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive and his name is Tom Fletcher in 2003 Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award in 2004 they won that award check them out at the BBB online they're proud of their A plus rating they have ASC certified technicians they can fix anything with a steering wheel Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. Thunderbirdautomotive.com.
1: How would you like to make up to $20,000 a month flipping houses with no risk? Hi, my name is Nick Fertucci, and over the last two years, my elite team of house flippers have flipped over 800 properties by using my three-step flipping system that guarantees quick profits. And this year, we plan to double it. I'm growing my team in your area, and I'm looking for help. I have more cash available than deals right now, so I need you. All interested candidates, call now and take an inside peek of my flipping system. I'll rush you out a free copy of my four. 14- and flipping CD kit that will show you how easy it is to get in, get out, and get paid immediately flipping houses if you come join my team. Call 1-800-449-3149 now to get your free flipping kit. Call 800-449-3149 and you'll also get free tickets to a training workshop that includes a free meal, a smartphone watch, and USB flash drive loaded with Nick's powerful information as free gifts just for attending. Call 800-449-3149. That's 800-449-3149. Call now.
0: You're never too old, too wacky, too wild to pick up a book and read with a child. This is Andrew Morrill, president of the Arizona Education Association. Reading to your child now can spark a lifetime of reading and learning. Students who read, and are read too, do better in school and in life. Every child can learn to read, and reading may be the most important thing they'll ever learn. A message from the Arizona Education Association.
1: Check out the Seth Leibson Show podcast page at 960thepatriot.com, where you can replay every minute of every show. The Seth Leibson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Weekdays from 10 p.m. to midnight on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot.
4: Looking to see what's up next on the Hugh Hewitt Show? Like 960 The Patriot on Facebook for daily show updates.
3: All about
2: that demon, all the mobiles, Welcome the back, everybody, 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. If you'd like to join us, 602-508-0960. You've got a car question, a car problem, you sure can, certainly can call us, and I'll help you out the very best I can. You can listen to Under the Hood Show on your mobile device. If you go to TuneIn Radio, they have an app there or you go to iHeartRadio, and you can get an app there where you can listen to Under the Hood, or you can download the KKNT app and tune in whenever you want. But if you want to listen to Archive Show, you can go to MarkSalem.com, and we have the Archive Shows listed on our website, and all the commercials are cut out, so you don't have to listen to those. And you can also go to KKNT, who has Archive Shows as well. So that's for you, in case you like the show. I got something in the mail the other day and I want to read it to you. It says, Dear Homeowner, maintenance on your furnace is required. According to all major furnace manufacturers, warranty do not cover damage from failure to properly maintain the unit as set forth. In the Use and Care Manual, see proper maintenance schedule or your warranty. In most cases, failure to properly maintain your furnace will make your manufacturer's warranty null and void. Your charge for our service is $29.95. Please contact us. I don't like things like this, but but I, I I must admit that this is normal and it's not outside the realm of of reasonability and it's not outside the outside the parameters that would call it just downright deceitful. But when you read this, maintenance on your furnace is required, according to all major furnace manufacturers. Blah blah blah. It really leads you to believe that you have to call these people or somebody's going to void your warranty. I suggest to you that you just think about this and understand, first of all, most of us don't have a heater that's in warranty. Number two, um, this twenty-nine ninety-five. there's no trip charge. The service call uh, or overtime fees related to, and, and all we're going to do is look at your stuff. So we're not going to really do anything. We're just going to look. And when we start talking about looking, I suggest to you that that's probably not what's in your best interest. You would probably pay $59.95 to know I'm, I'm coming out, I'm going to change your filters, I'm going to clean your, your uh, check your furnace for gas leaks, I'm going to check it for proper operation, I'm going to check to make sure that the flap that's supposed to move this way when the fan comes on to exhaust the gas inside your furnace is working and blah, blah. The other day my furnace quit working. And I think I know everything and how to fix everything, folks. I got into my furnace and found out that the gas wasn't coming on. And I looked at the wiring diagram, and there was this little flap. And this flap wasn't moving. And then I found out that the blower motor is supposed to blow air at this flap. And the flap moves and opens up the gas port, and then you have a furnace. So I said, I'll just find out why the blower's not working. And inside the blower was a dead mouse. So I called my wife. (laughs) I didn't, I'm just teasing you. I got a pair of long needle nose pliers and dug that mouse out of the blower motor, put the blower motor back in, the furnace works good, and then I went back, took it apart, and got some perforated steel and put it on the other side to keep the mouse away from the blower wheel anymore. So if I got a mouse in that pipe, which is a vent that goes all the way to the ceiling, then the mouse ain't coming back. So anyway, and I figure I'll smell him if he's in there. So this is something that came in the mail, and it's just something I bring to your attention because um the car guys do that too they create that kind of problem today the the exploding airbags are now up to 30 million cars and there's all kinds of stuff in the uh in the uh newspaper uh, about recalls and there's a, a proposed law that says if your car is under recall uh, and you haven't performed the recall then you can't rent the car if you own the car um... blah 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 and 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 i want you to look at it from a businessman's point of view there's lots of rental car companies that have part of these thirty three million dollar cars the car is under recall but the parts aren't available and the car they're asking these rental car companies to just sit the car and not let anybody use it and Takata has not said they even know what's wrong with the bag why they're exploding and we haven't even got to the point where we've identified the problem then we have to build new airbags and then we have to test new airbags before they're in mass production then they go into these 30 million dollar 30 million cars so we're years away from this problem now it is true that your chances of having this airbag hurt you is about the same you have winning the lottery nevertheless when we have 30 million plus cars under recall because this company can't figure out why their airbags and it's the aluminum box that contains the igniter and when the igniter fires the charge it blows the airbag it blows you know air into the airbag and it blows it in your face the problem is this aluminum box is exploding every now and then and causing people some serious injuries so when you look at the big picture You 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 talk about the 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 Takata exploding airbags at thirty some odd million, the Fiat Chrysler recalls at eleven, Volkswagen's emissions at eleven, and look at all the lawyers that are wanting you to sign up with them while they sue Volkswagen. I want to know what your damages are. If your Volkswagen lost a half a mile per gallon, then why don't you figure out the damages on that for me? Toyota's unintended acceleration, $8 million. The GM ignition switch, $2 million. And the Hyundai-Kia inflated fuel claims is $1 million. Those are the cars that are presently on recall. Paul, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning?
6: Hey, good morning, Mark. I enjoyed your story about the mouse. Yeah. I've had that happen, too. <laughs> um, okay, so I just picked up a 2008 uh, Corvette Coupe automatic. <laughs> And I've got a low fuel warning, and uh, then the gauge goes to, to empty, and it's a service uh, fuel system, and I get the check engine light on. Uh, I knew about this problem when I bought it uh, recently, and I also have uh, a gas fume smell right by the gas uh, filler door. Uh, and I understand that there's a, a problem with these cars, with either the fuel pump uh, or the crossover tube O-rings. And I wonder if you can shed any light on either one of those issues, or what you might think is going on with this car.
2: Well, it's not—it's not in your time best interest and, and my interest to, to discuss what the internet says. Um, okay. I, and let me just give you my, my my first blush thought here. Will that car do 100 miles an hour?
6: I haven't had it at that, but I'm pretty sure it will.
2: Okay. How fast have you had it?
6: Uh 80.
2: Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So <laughs> let me ask you a question. If the fuel pump was substandard, would it do 80? If the fuel pump was so. incapable of developing good good fuel pressure, if the fuel pump was substandard in any way, shape, or form, when you're running that thing at 80 miles an hour, The fuel pump's working pretty hard to sustain pressure, 40, 50 pounds of rail pressure. If the fuel pump was deficient, it would only be deficient in high demand, high RPM conditions. So Uh, we throw the fuel pump right out the door. Fuel pump's not going to cause these problems. You have a check engine light on there, and we have to find the code. The code tells us what state the problem's in, and then we have to find out what city, what street, and what house number. So we can't just go by the code. The code can say an evaporative system. And that's something completely different. So I think, I, I think the problem that, you're, that you have, let me ask you a question. When, when it's sitting there low fuel warning, have you pulled in and filled it up? And how much did it take versus how much does your owner's manual say it holds?
6: Well, I haven't even filled it up yet. I've only had it for less than a week. And I, uh, the, the previous owner told me that, you know, if you fill it all the way up, you get this fuel smell. So I only filled it up to three quarters. Now I'm down to about a half. Um, so that's all I know so far. Okay,
2: at a half now, you're not getting the low fuel warning, or you are getting the low fuel warning?
6: I am. I, I drove it for okay. three days, and I didn't get that warning. I just got it today for the first time.
2: Okay, well, typically, how many miles are on this vet?
6: Eighty-one.
2: Okay. Um, usually, the 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 low fuel warning is because the computer is being fed a signal that your your fuel gauge is way down if this the float inside the fuel tank is way down the, and, okay. and i need to warn you that you're on the last couple i can tell you that 100 miles my dodge truck runs out of fuel at 100 miles and the light comes on at about 180 okay. I, and that's distance to empty so to speak so yeah. i also i also need to tell you that my dodge truck has an aftermarket tank in it and it's 59 gallons and i took the 38 out of it so i could have you know a little bit more fuel in it so yeah, I know that the right. there's a calibration issue that i that I'm factoring in here. In your particular case, let's just do one thing at a time. I, when you filled it up and you filled it to three quarters, you got the smell and how long before it went away?
6: It still smells
2: okay all right well so we probably have an evaporative system problem and otherwise we're supposed to take the vapors off the fuel system and feed them to the engine to be burned in the engine and send out the tailpipe. So okay. we've got it but there's ten. To 15 different places on that Corvette, like other cars, where we can leak vapors. The gas cap, do you have a gas cap on that, or do you just have a plunge where you stick the nozzle inside a gate that opens and closes?
6: No, it's a cap.
2: Okay. I would start by replacing the cap, and I would buy a STANT cap, S-T-A-N-T. I'd buy a STANT cap. I I happen to know that they make the GM caps, so you don't have to go get one from the dealer. So get a stand okay. cap and put it on there and see if that helps you. But there's also a vent line, and as you sho- shove fuel in, the vent line sho- shoves vent uh, vapor out because we need to be able to make room for the liquid, and so we're, we're shoving the vapor out. If there's a leak on top of the tank, and there oftentimes is, then we just go in there, figure out which hose is leaking, and then cut the hose and stick it back on or put a new piece of hose on there. That's not a big deal. It's certainly not in the $1,000 range. It's in the couple hundred dollar range just to drop the tank. As far as the the low fuel gauge, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go buy a bottle of Tecron at a local Chevron gas station. Okay. I'm told, and I believe this, that if you put Tecron in there, I want you to think of that inside the tank, there is a piano. And I want you to put your finger as if you're going to go down the keys. You with me? Okay. That's I'll exactly me... what the fuel gauge sensor looks like. <laughs> okay. There's a bunch of piano keys, and this finger moves up and down the piano keys as the float moves up and down in the gasoline. But the problem is is the piano keys get dirty. And so right. Techron is supposed to clean those piano keys, and I personally have talked with people who 50% of them have said that worked so let's try it we got nothing to lose now at the eighty thousand mark and especially because the car is is eight years old i would think that if you're going to go in to do the piano keys which is called the sender if you're going to go in and do the sender i would strongly suggest you do the pump and the sender together the car's been around the world three times and there's no reason to do it twice i think you'll agree that you don't want to pay the labor twice so go ahead and spend the money and 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 now you can call around and get a detailed estimate Hey, I yeah. want you to bid for my 08 Camaro or my 0- 08 Corvette with the 5.7 or whatever it's got in it. I want uh-huh. you to bid the fuel the pump and the assembly that includes the sender, and I want parts, labor, shop supplies, environmental sales, and sales tax. Okay. And please give me a number for that. I think you'll be able to – the high and low is, is you'll find something up there in the 12 to $1,300 range, and I think you can get below 1000 with no problem at all.
6: Okay, that's that, uh, what I was hoping, that 1,000 mark or less, so that sounds reasonable. I'll yeah. try the cap first and the tech run, and see where it goes see from there. See where it and, goes from there. And, okay, and thanks a lot, Mark.
2: You betcha, you, Paul. Thank you very much. And have fun with that Corvette. I, I noticed yesterday when I came back down from the ranch, my son had my Corvette at his house, and I said to him, what are you doing with my car? He says, I just thought I'd exercise it for you. I was showing it to somebody and the battery was dead. So he says, I got it running. And I thought I'd charge the battery. And I said, that's why we have battery chargers at the shop. Anyway, this is his 2006 Z06 with 20,000 miles on it. So the car is 10 years old, got 20,000 miles on it. It's black on black like they all were. But this has twin turbos. And at 4,600, to 4,600 RPM, all hail breaks loose on this car. And I think it has a top speed of just shy of 200 miles an hour. And it ran an 11 second, a 10.8 second quarter mile, 10.8 or 11. A 10.8 second quarter mile with a two-three shift at Firebird before they threw the driver out. I know the driver. I know he got thrown out. Because <laughs> you're supposed to have special harnesses and helmets and all that kind of stuff to run that fast. And all. he didn't know any difference. He just shifted from second to third. So we'll be back in just a minute taking more calls,
1: 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics.
4: Why is he harder on the U.S. over imprisoning Muslim terrorists than he is on Cuba for arresting political dissidents? It is that question that tells you the psyche of a president who does not have our national security or moral interests at heart or at the top of his mind, but rather a transnational progressivism that takes it easier
1: on enemies of the United States than on the United States. Weekdays from 10 to midnight on 960 The Patriot.
8: Hi, I'm Dan Davis, and I want to introduce you to Bob Jones and my friends at Quality Transmission Service. A lot of people are hanging on to their cars to save money, but driving an older car means you'll eventually need repairs. If it's a bad transmission, you could be left stranded, and that's a pretty helpless feeling. But help is a phone call away. Quality Transmission is family-owned and operated and has been serving the Valley since 1977. Bob is all about quality, and he's been doing the right thing his entire life. Eagle Scout, two tours of Vietnam, and the very first winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. At Quality Transmission Service, every overhaul transmission comes with a two-year, 24,000-mile nationwide warranty. Quality Transmission is AAA approved, rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau, and is a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix. So for all your automotive transmission needs, call Quality Transmission Service Quality transmission service getting
5: you back on the road. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us, it's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. in two minutes. My name is Greg May and I wrote this message.
2: Is your driveway, pool, deck, patio, or sidewalk old and cracked? Save money and don't tear it out. Cover it with Enviro Rubber Paving. Poured in place and proven over 15 years to provide a cooler, strong, durable, and safe surface for parking, walking, playing, and even running, Enviro Rubber Paving can solve your broken concrete and asphalt problems in just one day. Call 1-800-919-5945 or visit Enviropaving.com. That's 1-800-919-5945 or click Enviropaving.com. Franchise is now available
4: in the Phoenix area. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council.
2: Welcome back, everybody. As you can tell, I'm kind of passionate about the Corvettes. Um, I I just like uh, hot rod, and, and if I was a Ford guy, I would like those Mustangs and those those Shelby Mustangs and those Roush Mustangs and all that other kind of stuff because they're just a whole lot of fun for guys that have engine oil in instead of blood. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Action Auto. He's located at I-17 in Deer Valley on the northwest corner of I-17 in Deer Valley. Tom, who owns Action Auto Repair, is a full-service, family-owned auto repair shop that served the Deer Valley in the North Phoenix area since he opened up in 1983. Whatever your repair are, needs could be or are today, whether it's a diagnostic or a simple maintenance process, then I would suggest that if you don't have a great garage or you want to test yours or if you want to compare yours, then stop by and visit with Tom and his staff. They have quality workmanship, excellent customer service and a fast turnaround time and his technicians are ASE Master Certified and he has a BMW Master Certified technician there as well that works on just Beamers. Action Auto Repair is at I-17 in Deer Valley. Great place to go. By the way, that black Corvette I was telling you about with the twin turbos, my wife just called to remind me that she wants to sell that for $40,000. She says that's low book without the $20,000 twin turbos. I'm not quite sure she has knows where the title is, but she wanted me to say that.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh,
2: that's funny. Anyway, Leonard, good morning to you, buddy. How can I help you this morning?
6: Good morning. I've got a 2004 Dodge Dakota with 175,000 miles on it, and at low acceleration... It shimmies from third to fourth gear, and it doesn't do it if I'm doing keeping up pace with everyone here in town, but if I'm on a, a quiet uh, side street, just taking it easy, it, it'll shimmy.
2: Okay. Can I use the word shutter? Would that be better?
6: It would be better. Okay. And, and it feels like I'm going over a, a washboard road for okay. like a half second.
2: You did a great job. You did a great job. I just, uh, a shimmy... In 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 the diagnostic world, typically means a steering wheel going left and right, and 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 I think what you mean is is the shutter, which is you identified perfectly, like going over a series of speed bumps or or a washboard road. But it's something that you feel, and the car feels the shutter, and you've probably never had any transmission work done other than services, right? Right. Okay, you're in the same boat as the other two. Um, you've described it perfectly. And what you're saying is, is on light acceleration with no one pushing behind me and me not having to keep up with traffic, as it goes into third gear, instead of a click, shift, it goes. So I've got this shutter between third and fourth. The transition, it's not there between one and two. It's not there between two and three. It's only there between three and four. And and it only does it on light throttle. There's really nothing you can do. You can try some transmission fluid treatment that you've got a 50% chance of that helping you out, I would suggest. And I'm not doing commercials for Pet Boys. I'm just telling you that's where I go to get it because they've got the largest selection of transmission treatments. And I would be looking for something that sells and flies off the shelf. And I would be looking for something that's going to go in and deal with, with uh, the byproducts uh, like... Uh, oxidation, um, burnt oil. um, uh, There's a word that I'm I'm missing here. It's the byproduct of uh, transmission fluid. It's kind of a red solid looking stuff. Can you think of it, Jeremy? Okay, forget it then. It's kind of a sludge. It's kind of a byproduct of of transmission fluid heating up and cooling down, heating up and cooling down. So I'll take sludge. But it's something like that. And if you put a can in and there is an obvious change for the better, then don't be afraid to try a second can because those cans are only pints and you have 8 to 10 gallons. So if you have 8 gallons times pints, that's I think there's 8 pints to that so you can see that you're not adding a significant amount of byproduct to your transmission certainly not anything that's going to hurt it so that's what I would do but I would live with it because at 175,000 miles the repair to go in and just do the repair would be a bad deal Leonard you'd go ahead and rebuild the transmission that would it be what it would be in your best interest okay do
6: you think yeah do you think this is something that would leave me stranded or is no. this something that would progressively get worse
2: I think I think you might end up without a gear, but then what you're going to do is manually shift it. And that's all, I, something else I want you to try, too. I want you to manually shift it. Put it down in low gear and do your soft throttle assembly, uh, acceleration. And then I want you to bring it up, you know, to where you think it normally shifts. And then bring it up and bring it up. And bring it up again. And I want to see if you can manually outshift it. But this is not going to leave you stranded it may you may lose one gear but what the transmission will do is is there'll be kind of a long elongated neutral so you'll go and you said this was between second and third uh third and fourth third and fourth okay um so you'll it'll end up going second and then it'll go into a long neutral and then it'll clunk into fourth but this is not something that's going to leave you stranded um it would be i would think your chances are not even 1% so there's always a 1% chance it's going to leave you stranded but i would think not so. Right. Okay, Leonard. Good luck to you, buddy. Excellent. Thank you. You betcha. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We're up against the uh, end of the hour. We'll be here next hour talking about car repair. The lines are wide open. Jeremy's answering the phone for me. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. If you'd like to join us, you certainly can. Six zero two. and when we come back, I'm going to tell you about IMM Auto Service, and they're pretty special because they've been around since 1972. They have a 12-month, 12,000-mile warranty, but they work on Volvo, Saabs, Fiats, and Alfa Romeos, and that's pretty special because those cars strike the fear in most technicians. They specialize in Swedish, Italian, and Asian vehicles. Volvo, Saab, Fiat, and Alfa Romeo is where they really do the best job. So if you're interested in the very best shop for one of those cars, then IMM Auto Service in Tempe is the place you should
0: go.